Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Outspoken. I'm your host, Pastor Brister Smith. Hope everybody's having a great Monday. Uh, before we get started on here, I want to explain why we haven't been doing um, a lot of episodes recently. If you go back and listen to the last episode that was done, uh, you'll hear that I was really congested and uh, I was coughing through the whole episode. I don't know how I got through it, but I finally got through the episode. Um, so I didn't want to do that again, and <clears throat> I didn't want to be coughing and hacking my whole way through the show, so I took a few days off, and, um, we're back on, uh, the air now. Um, I have been going to doctors, they can't figure out what's going on, so, uh, just like always, I'm just going to rely on God, and God will take care of whatever the issue is, but we're coming to you live from Shepherd's Cove Church, and uh, we're going to be talking politics and a little bit of the Bible today as well. Um, a couple of days ago, we had a tornado uh, whip through Tennessee. Um, a lot of you know about that, and um, hopefully, if you live in the Tennessee area, hopefully you're doing good. Uh, the storm actually killed six people um, through Middle Tennessee. I've got the Daily Times here, which is just like most news. It's a lot of it's uh, BS, but uh, uh, when it comes to stuff like this, they actually tell the truth. Um, so, well, they tell the truth a little bit when it comes to storms and stuff like that. But when it comes to Donald Trump or anything political. They'll just, like anything else, they'll fake news. But residents of Middle Tennessee communities slammed by deadly tornadoes this weekend described tragic and terrifying scenes in which one mobile home landed on top of another. So it picked up a mobile home and actually stacked it on top of another mobile home, uh, basically is what it says here. And uh, it's just, uh, I, I'm looking at pictures here. Power lines are tore down. There's actually a U-Haul flipped up on its top. Houses are torn down. And um, it's just a horrible scene. So if you live in the Tennessee area, um, I pray that you wasn't um, affected by this and hope that uh, you can, re if you were affected, I hope that um, you can rebuild and get everything back to where it needs to be in a uh, quick manner. And um, it's just terrifying. We actually anointed um, um, the church here because we, we was told, hey, this tornado is actually heading your way, and we looked on the radar, and of course it was. So we anointed the porch, and it didn't even storm here. I think it thundered like probably three times, and after that it was it was over. It didn't even do nothing. So uh, God's protection drill, and not what they're proved, not what they're proved it. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into the articles of the day. All of these are going to be coming from Gateway Pundit. Um, I absolutely would If you've listened to the show, you know my feelings towards the Gateway Pundit. I absolutely love them. Uh, one of the very few news organizations that still tells the truth and doesn't back down to the woke mob, and uh, that's what we need. Uh, Jack Smith, who uh, Donald Trump calls deranged Jack Smith, because that's what he is, uh, federal prosecutor, he's ramping up efforts to jail Trump. He's asking the Supreme Court to weigh Trump's immunity argument. Uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith on Monday asked the U.S. U.S. Supreme Court to weigh in on Trump's immunity claims. In September, Trump was hit with four counts in Jack Smith's January 6th case up in D.C. Conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. Uh, Jack Smith is fighting to keep the March 4 trial date one day before Super Tuesday. That right there tells you, folks, this is nothing 
This is nothing more than political. What? In his January 6th case against Trump in D.C., Trump's lawyers argued that Trump is immune from federal prosecution for alleged crimes committed while he served as U.S. president. On Monday, Jack Smith skipped over the appellate court and went straight to the U.S. Supreme Court. So you had, sort of like when you work at a job, you've always been told to um, follow the chain of command, right? You've always been told that. Follow the chain of command. Well, when you're a liberal special counsel, you don't have to follow the chain of command. You can just do whatever in the heck you want to. So he skipped the appellate court and went straight to the Supreme Court, and he said, Hey, I want you all to make a ruling on this. I want you all to help me out here because I have no case. I want you all to help me screw over President Trump is basically what he's saying. Um, so that's going on right now. They're doing anything they can, folks, because Trump is ahead in the polls like you've never seen before. There's counties and states in this country. He's up 50, 60, sometimes 70 points in the polls. These other Republicans, they ain't got a shot at winning this Republican nomination. They ain't got a chance. Nikki Haley, Nikki Birdbrain is what Donald Trump calls her. She ain't got a shot. She's got, what, 10% in the polls. Chris Christie, he's got two. I mean, folks, it's over. Donald Trump's going to win this nomination. The Democrats see it. The Republicans see it. And here's my issue, and you can see it in Blount County. You can see it everywhere. The justice system in our country is absolutely screwed. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a travesty what the justice system in this country has come to. And I used to be, and you can go back through this podcast through earlier episodes, where I was a big-time back-the-blue guy. Big-time back-the-blue. But over time, you can see that the the blue is actually the issue. The, The Democrats have weaponized them to go after the people that they don't want in office. They, they're going after Donald Trump. They're going after Roger Stone. They're going after uh, Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., uh, Ivanka Trump. Uh, they're going after, uh, I mean, folks, they're going after everybody and anybody that speaks the truth. Now, when me and you call the cops to have them do something, they always get told, well, well we always get told, well, we can't really do nothing about that. We can't really do nothing about that. But as soon as the Democrats call and say, hey, we need you to kick down the door of a 90-year-old woman because she was standing on the Capitol grounds on January the 6th, oh, they're there. Oh, they, they're they there, ready to take action. Folks, I said this before. I used to have a big back-the-blue on the front of my truck. I no longer have it anymore. I'm not a back-the-blue guy. I don't support them. I don't support the justice system. And here's what I say. If Trump gets in or not, the next president of the United States needs to go in and defund every single one of these people. The FBI, the DOJ, the uh, CDC, WHO. We're funding all of these programs, folks. And they're screwing us. Every one of these programs. It's time to defund them. Because they ain't doing nothing for us anyway. Defund them. Same thing with the United Nations. Why are we funding the United Nations? Get us out of that as well. So let's go ahead and go to the next one here. I mean, I'm I'm on fire today. I mean, this is just finally CNN. Um, CNN finally came out, and um, <laughs> CNN finally came out and um, basically told Biden that he ain't gonna win. So listen to this: Who could have guessed that the absolute best endorsement for a second term for uh, former President Donald Trump would come from the man who helped end the first term? 
As it typically the case in the peculiar world of modern American politics, fact is often stronger than fiction. It is indeed true that incumbent President Joe Biden has been the single best, loudest, and ringing advertisement for another four years of Trump. And if you needed any proof of that, just look at what's brewing in a pair of battleground states as the 2024 general election inches closer. The polarizing 2020 election was one that Biden won. Put your quotations around that. So let's go on down here. CNN documented that Biden won Michigan by 2.8% and Georgia by 0.3% in the 2020 general election. Okay? The very same, uh, those were two critical states that Biden desperately needed. Now, the very same CNN that once proudly declared Biden the next president is now telling the incumbent president that things are not looking good for him. On CNN, uh, on Monday morning, CNN Early Start host Casey Hunt spoke on her program about those two uh, aforementioned battleground states look like for the president, and it's not pretty. So here's the, um, this is the video right here. Isaac Dever, Isaac, good morning. Thank you so much for being uh, with us. Um, these are some rough numbers uh, for the president, especially in Michigan. Um, what do you see here? Look, the, the fundamental proposition of Biden in 2020 was that he'd be able to win back Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, which Trump won in 2016. That he's 10 points back in Michigan is obviously not where people would want to see Joe Biden, who want to see him elected, and wouldn't, it's not where the Biden campaign wants to see things. Uh, the Biden campaign contends about polls like these that they have not yet started to really campaign, and people haven't really focused on the election and thinking about Trump back in the White House, but 10 points is obviously a significant margin in a, a state that is pretty close to a must-win for, for Joe Biden in Michigan. And, and Georgia is a state that uh, they, in the Biden campaign, are hoping can stay blue. Uh, of course, it only was a 12,000-vote win for him uh, in, in 2020. And if that goes back into the Trump column, that's very good news for Donald Trump. So, uh, Isaac, one of the big problems we're seeing here um, for the president is that a quarter of Democratic voters in both states disapprove of the job that President Biden is doing. You can see these numbers are pretty stark um, there. I mean, yes, obviously he has significant approval from Democrats, 75, 77 percent. But that's one in four Democrats who don't think he's doing a great job. Um, it, it, this seems like a Democratic base problem in some ways, no? Well, look at this. People are clearly frustrated with uh, where the country is at this point. Uh, there are a lot of Democrats who uh, are not feeling so enthused by Joe Biden uh, or by the, the prospect of the 2024 election at all. Uh, what Joe Biden has said throughout his career, he made a joke of this, don't compare me to the alternative or to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. That seems like that is going to be a big part of how he hopes to win what would be the last election of his life here and say, you may not be fully happy with me. You may have a lot of frustrations with where things are. You may have wished for another candidate, but by the time that they get to voting uh, by uh, next fall, saying, would you really want Trump back in the White House and, and making that uh, a real push uh, to get those voters who are saying they're disengaged or saying they're drifting away to come back and be there for Biden. I mean, this does really seem to be a battle uh, around who they can, can convince to vote. I mean, I want to put up another interesting finding from this poll, 
which is that voters who say that they didn't vote in 2020 and say they're going to vote in this election or could vote in this election, they are breaking toward Trump right now, according to uh, this poll. So there you have it. Here's here's the thing, folks. And this is what I tell everybody. And, and for those of you that listen to this podcast just because you follow me on Truth Social or Rumble or whatever, or maybe you follow the church and so you follow this podcast as well. Listen to me. I've followed politics for the past 10 years. I know politics. Nobody can argue with me on politics. I know it. Here's the one thing that people... Let me put it. Let me try to put it like this. The Democrats tried to win the 2020 election based on identity politics, right? Well, we need we need more. Uh, we need somebody who cares about the black people. We need somebody who cares about Hispanics. We need somebody who cares about trans people. We need people. That's how they tried to win the last election, folks. Nobody in this country cares about identity politics. They care about what helps their wallet. Every single American cares about what helps their wallet. When you start affecting their wallet, they will change their vote. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. When the inflation's up to 10% and they can't afford anything, when they can't afford their groceries, when they can't afford gas, when they can't afford electricity, when they can't afford water, when they get to that point, they're going to show up and show out at the election polls. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Even CNN, even CNN cannot defend Joe Biden anymore. Now they're having to say, hey, Joe Biden's in trouble in 2024. Folks, they're even having to say that. Why do you think all of these allegations and indictments on President Trump, why do you think, why do you think that is coming out right now? Why do you think they're trying to get Trump thrown in jail right now? Because... They see, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, they see Biden losing. They see Biden being beat in every major poll, and they can't defend it. Joe Biden cannot win in 2024 unless they do one of two things. Number one, they cheat in the election like they did in 2020, and they do all of these fake ballots, and and they do it that way. Or number two, unless they throw Donald Trump in prison and he's unel- he's ineligible to run. Those are the only two ways of defeating Donald Trump in the 2024 election. And they know this. And this is where the law enforcement comes in, right? So here comes the FBI, the DOJ, and all of these other crooks. They're going to try to throw Trump in prison because they work for the Democrat Party. They always have. So Joe Biden can win the 2024 election. That is, that is it, folks. It is election interference from the top all the way down to the bottom. And here's what I'm saying. The FBI, the DOJ, all of these cooks, they have to be defunded and disbanded. Have to be. Have to be. The fact that we're sending billions of dollars, or millions, let's say millions, that's probably a more realistic thing, sending millions of dollars to the FBI to fund them every year is atrocious. It's absolutely atrocious, folks. They are scumbags. The FBI and the DOJ is scumbags. Just throwing that out there, folks. And I mean, look at what they're doing to the January 6th people. Folks, they didn't even touch anything. You've got Jamal Bowman, a Democrat congressman. He pulls the fire alarm in the House to delay a vote. 
He don't get nothing done, but you get a 90-year-old grandmother with cancer who walked through the Capitol on January 6th with an American flag. She gets the rest of her life in prison. It is ridiculous, folks. It's a double standard, and it's a two-tier justice system. And the future of the United States of America cannot stand when you have a two-tier justice system. It cannot happen. Can't happen. So, so that's, that's that. CNN finally had to admit, hey, guess what? Joe Biden, you ain't looking too hot. And, I mean, we could have told him that, but, you know, CNN don't listen until, you know, whatever. Um, I'm going to find this. Uh, all right. So Joe Biden once again lies about almost losing his house and 67 Corvette to a fire. Um, of course, he spoke at a fire, uh, fire uh, house. And so he always brings up whenever... Folks, you remember when the fire in Hawaii took place? Let me tell you what this scum sucker did. He goes to Hawaii, talks to the people who just, by the way, had kids die, their pets die, their house burned down. Folks, they've got nothing. Nothing. You know what he does? He goes and gives a speech to the people that just lost everything and tells them, yeah, I remember when I had me a little bitty house fire in, uh, in Delaware and uh, I almost lost my wife, and I almost lost my 67 Corvette that was sitting in the garage. and started laughing to a bunch of people who just had family die in a house fire and don't even have clothes on their backs. Folks, he's a scum sucker. Just, I, that's my favorite word of the day, a scum sucker. I, I implore everybody, start a hashtag on Truth Social. Joe Biden is a hashtag scum sucker. Do that for me. So here's the video clip from it. Hold on real quick. I don't know what that video was. Here we go. I also saved my home and my wife's life when I was away. It was the last day uh, that uh, the most famous guy doing Meet the Press uh, in Washington, D.C., and I was doing the program. And uh, what happened was uh, there was a lightning struck a little pond behind my house, hit a wire, came up through the basement of my home, and three stories, and the smoke literally ended up being that thick. Literally that thick. You've seen it. You guys have seen it. I wasn't there. And my wife was there, and my my dog and my cat, <laughs> and my 67 Corvette. Uh, but all kidding aside, they saved my wife. <laughs> got her out. Saved my home. <coughs> hey, folks. God, I love this guy. Okay, I want you all to look up Joe Biden's house fire. Okay? It is a true story. He had a kitchen fire. You know what it was? It was sort of like a grease fire in your kitchen. Folks, it was nothing. He tries to act like his whole house was engulfed and his house, and his wife was trapped. And Folks, this is the same man. The same man who tells everybody that his son, Bo, died in combat in Iraq. You know how Bo Biden died? Brain cancer. He didn't die in battle. He died from brain cancer. Didn't even die in Iraq. Folks, anybody, he's, my God, dude. This guy is a scum sucker. I don't know, I don't know how else to put this. First of all, you need to look up his, uh, his daughter's diary. Did you know his daughter wrote a diary all of her life and it's been published? 
Do you know what she said when she was about 13, 14 years old? She said, I've actually got the picture on my phone. She said, I used to have to wait until my, until my dad went to sleep because if I didn't and I got in the shower, he would get naked and come in the shower with me. This is the same guy, folks. You don't believe me? Look it up. Look it up. It's Ashley Biden's diary. That's who we're talking about here. That's Joe Biden. 81 million votes, huh? So once again, he told the lie about that. Um, let me find this here. Um, let's see if I can find it here. It's crazy. I, I It's just... Anybody at this point that would believe Joe Biden, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand where your mind is. I, I really don't. This guy lies every single time. Now, for those of you that's played poker, for all of my followers that's played poker, you'll know what I mean by this statement. You know when somebody has a poker face, okay? Everybody has a poker face. You can't hide it, Okay. Anytime Biden is lying, you mark my words. The next time he gives a, a, a speech or an interview, whatever the case may be, watch. Anytime he's about to lie, he'll say this. No joke. No joke. I'm not joking. He'll always say that. Anytime he tells a lie, he follows it up with no joke. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not kidding. Every single time. He can't help himself. Just can't help himself. So... There you go. There's that. Um, I can't find exactly what I was going to talk about, one of the main things. Um, hopefully, I can scroll down right here and, and, and find it. But, um, folks, I mean, let's look at... I was talking a while ago about Trump's pose. Right? Listen to what they are in Michigan and Georgia. In Michigan, it's Trump 50 to 40 over Biden, 50% to 40%. In Georgia, it's 49 to 44 they know this. The Democrats see the writing on the wall. Donald Trump's going to win. And here's what I was saying a while ago. Here's what I tell everybody. If you're not political, here's what I tell people, okay? We've been taught, especially in school systems, that we need to vote based on personality. And here's what I mean by that. Well, this guy talks a little bit too tough. Um, he, 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 called, he called these people a bad name. I, we don't need people with that temperament in the White House. You never, ever vote on personality. You vote based on policy. Always remember that. You want perfect proof of that? Let's look at Trump and Biden. You've got Biden. He's he's a sweetheart, right? Whenever he goes on TV, he's one of them guys that he talks sweet to you. He talks about the battle for the soul of a nation. We can do all things because we have the American spirit. And I mean, he's, he's just on there and he's just talking nice to everybody, right? Donald Trump's on there talking about uh, well, we need to build the wall and keep those terrorists out of here. You know, he's just, he's just, he, he's, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to bomb the sh out of them. You know, he's just, he's one of them point blank kind of people. So people heard Joe Biden talk versus hearing Donald Trump talk. And they said, well, you know what? We want somebody who can, who, uh, we want somebody that reminds us of our papaw. So we're going to vote for Joe Biden. They didn't vote based on policy. So guess what they got? They voted based on personality, and guess what happened? 
Now inflation's up. Uh, it's a, it's at a 41-year high. Gas price is almost $4 a gallon. Uh, people can't afford to go to work. People's uh, wages are going down. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a mess. That's what happens when you vote based on personality instead of voting on policy. It's very important to always vote on policy. Always. Now, we'll go ahead and talk about this. Elon Musk uh, over on X, he reactivated Alex Jones' account after a five-year ban. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into that. Um, Elon Musk uh, reactivated Alex Jones' X account. Uh, he was banned for talking about uh, Sandy Hook shooting. Um, he he said a few things on there, and I guess that the, and I guess the Sandy Hook people uh, said that it was offensive. Even though you know we have First Amendment speech in this country, but unless you're um, <clears throat> unless you're a conservative, then you don't have it no more. That's why they've tried to get this show banned. Uh, I mean, folks, I've had complaints on this show. I've had people try to uh, turn us in and everything else. Um, I've had people say, I'm going to fire slander charges on you. Here's the thing, folks. I can say whatever I want. There's a freedom of speech in this country, and I can say whatever I want to. So go ahead and file whatever you want to file. But uh, Elon Musk um, did the right thing and uh, let Alex Jones on there. Now, look. You can like Alex Jones. You don't have to like Alex Jones. The fact of the matter is, I, I agree with him on a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff I don't agree with him on. But the fact remains, Alex Jones's speech deserves to be heard. He is an American citizen, and he is protected under the First Amendment of the United States. It's, it, it's, it's constitutional, folks. He deserves to have freedom of speech. Elon Musk cannot sit here and say that X is freedom of speech whenever he won't allow Alex Jones to come on and talk. So I think that Elon Musk made the right decision in this. I know that people um, I know that people uh, have an issue with him uh, letting him back on there, and I know that CNN is uh, having a heyday calling, uh, um, calling Alex Jones a conspiracy theorist and saying that Elon Musk didn't, uh, should have let him back on there and this, that, or the other. Fact of the matter is, folks, Alex Jones is an American citizen. He has a freedom of right. He has a freedom of speech right in this country. He can say whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. It is a folks, and I would say that if he was uh, a Democrat, I wouldn't say anything different. Gavin Newsom, all of these Democrats, they have the right to say whatever they want to as well. So it's a freedom of speech thing. Um, you have, I mean, it's just part of the deal. So. He, I, I just, I don't see how Elon Musk can say uh, X is freedom of speech and not let Alex Jones on there. So I think Elon Musk made the right decision. All right. So for all of you uh, liberals out there that's wanting to uh, talk about um, battery-powered cars and, um, you know, all of these Teslas and all of that, and well, we need to bring down climate change, and here's how, here's the best way to do it. Well, let's talk about a report that was put out by NBC News. Car owners shocked by $20,000 price tag to replace a hybrid battery. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, folks? How'd that work out for you? Hey, but hey, we don't need gasoline. We don't, that, that gasoline. Hey, folks, do you realize if you're one of these uh, battery-powered car hoax people, if you're one of those people, do you realize how hypocritical you are? Like, do you realize how hypocritical you are? 
Do you know how... Well, we don't need gasoline because the fumes off the gas is going to cause global warming and it's going to destroy the planet. Do you know how those Teslas get to the parking lot so you can go buy them? You know how they get there? On a diesel-powered truck, you morons. On a diesel-powered truck is how they get there. Hey, but you know what? You driving for two miles using a battery, that's going to save the planet. God bless you, you little sweetheart. God bless you. Y'all, I mean, y'all are so just out there. And when your battery goes dead, you can't recharge it. You know what you got to do? You got to go buy a $20,000 battery. So you got to take a loan out on your car that you just bought to go get a battery for it. Nice job. My God. The, the folks, y'all are just liberals, man. They they just, y'all just, I, how you all wake up in the morning and make it throughout the day is beyond me. I think it's a blessing from God that you make it throughout the day like you do. I really do. It's, it, it, it shocks me that y'all are even able to even eat breakfast. It's how dumb some of you people are. So this is in Phoenix. An Arizona car owner says he was shocked when he heard how much it would cost to replace a battery in his hybrid vehicle. Why are you shocked? If you people would actually listen to reason, you would understand the batteries are 20000 Not only that, in order to put a, uh, uh, a battery charger to charge the car back up, into your home, you have to have the whole house rewired. We've talked about that on this show. Do you know how many thousands of dollars you have to spend to have your whole house rewired so you can charge your vehicle? And if you don't, guess what happens? It overloads the power circuits in your home. They blow up and your house burns down. That has happened, folks, over and over and over. But once again, we're going to save the planet. So what we're going to do is we're going to drive on a battery. That's what they do. They told me, this is what he said, they told me that I need a new hybrid battery and it's going to cost $18,000 for the battery and another $2,000 to have it installed. You can't even install it yourself. you got to pay two grand for somebody to install it for you. And you know what, folks? I bet he voted Democrat. So you know what I say to him? You deserve it. Go ahead and fork over the $18,000. You deserve it. I, I'm at that point, folks. I, they, if you if you are unwilling to listen to reason, and you're unwilling to, I mean, just hear us out on this stuff, then you deserve what comes to you. You really do at this point. Just absolutely insane. These people don't listen whatsoever. So there's that. So like I said, I'm I'm uh, um. I'm here at the church, and I'm sitting in the kitchen, so any background noise that you've heard today, that's uh, me and my family here, so. All right, I'm going to scroll on down here. I'm going to try to talk about a couple of more things, and um, folks, I'm telling you, it's absolutely, absolutely, I don't know what to say anymore. It's really crazy at this point that we still believe that some people believe that um, Biden's doing a good job. I want you to look around at your country right now. Look at all of the foreign nationals that's come into our nation right now. And when you're talking about a border wall, when you're talking about uh, border security, the first thing that the left always tries to pop up and say is, oh, you're a racist. You don't want Mexicans in your country. How dare you? Folks, we don't care about Mexicans being in our country. We really don't. If they want to come over, fine. Come on over, as long as you come in the right way. But here's the issue. Let me tell you how many uh, people we've caught at the border that ain't from Mexico. In 2022 and 2023, you know what we've done? 
We've caught 6,386 uh, 6, people from Afghanistan, 3,153 people from Egypt, 659 people from Iran, 538 people from Syria, 12,605 people from Russia, and 26,113 people from China. That's who's come across our southern border. This has nothing to do with Mexicans. Just just letting y'all know. Has nothing to do with that, folks. We've got people flowing into our country from terrorist uh, lands. That, do you really want, for all of you liberals out there, do you really want 12,000 people from Russia coming into your country and you not know who they are? You know, the left, they always say how much they hate Russia, right? They hate Vladimir Putin. They hate Russia. Well, guess what, liberals? Because of your president, 12,605 people crossed our southern border, and we have no idea who they are. Now, those are the people that's been found at the southern border. Imagine all of the millions that's went away, and we didn't even see them. Welcome to America, folks. That's, I mean, at the end of the day... Uh, Americans, this is what, this is what we're, uh, this is the attack. This is the, this is the issue right here. We're in trouble. Now, you know who could stop all of this? You know who could step up and say, you know what, we ain't gonna deal with this anymore. The Republican Party. But they're so weak, they ain't gonna do nothing. Listen to this. Listen to Jim Jordan. This is my issue, and I'm gonna talk about this in a minute. Let me get it to play right here. If it'll play, all right, it probably ain't going to because Rumble's been acting up today. They went under a cyber attack, and, uh, of course, you know, liberals, they're the love and, uh, love and acceptance people. But as soon as uh, Rumble does anything a little controversial, they're going to have a uh, guest on there or on a show, and it's going to be a popular show or whatever. Uh, you always have a cyber attack or something happen. So, um that's it's it's no it's no shock anymore. Um, director, here we go. Really? Yeah. So how bad yeah. did this get? Well, first they told us it was just one field office, the Richmond field office. Then we learned that oh no no, it was bigger than that. It was multiple field offices involved in this attack on pro-life Catholics. And now we learn, as you pointed out, Sean, that the FBI was talking to a priest and a choir director. Now, again, remember the larger context. This is the same FBI that spied on President Trump's campaign. This is the same FBI that censored Americans. This is the same FBI on this particular issue that went to Mark Houck's home. A pro-life Catholic arrested him in his home in front of his wife and seven children. When that case goes to court, Mark Houck wins, which is that's how ridiculous this all is. So that's what our report spells out. Well, Congressman, let me FBI ask you. I wasn't being square with this. So you subpoenaed documents that you had that you subpoenaed show there was no legitimate basis for the memorandum to insert federal law enforcement right. into Catholic houses of worship. Then why did they do that? 
This is whole mind. Remember when Joe Biden stood in front of Independence Hall and talked about how one half of the country is fascist? And we got, it's this whole mindset. If you're if you're pro-life, if you're a traditional Catholic, somehow you're radical. Somehow you're an extremist. Remember, this is part of the Justice Department that said if you're a mom and dad going to a school board meeting, you're an extremist as well. So this is the mindset. This is what's so scary. And this is why we don't want to give them more money for a new headquarters and why we've formed this committee to look at all the things they have done in this area and of course, in the censorship area. So they're going to form a new committee, folks. Thank God for the Republican Party. They're going to they're going to have yet another committee on top of the twelve that they've already got. Somebody uh, by the username of at um, S T A C C A T O C S. I don't know how to say that, so I'm just going to say the name of it. They here's what they commented right underneath it: mountains of evidence. Witnesses and whistleblowers, and yet no arrest, no indictments, and no justice. The Republicans are useless. That right there, folks, and I'm going to go ahead and read truth it, and everybody can go to the top of my timeline and see it. That is the absolute God's honest truth. We've got these people dead nights. You've got the Biden text messages. You've got the emails. You've got the bank accounts. You've got all of this stuff that points right back to Hunter and uh, Joe Biden shaking down all of these other foreign leaders and taking money and doing it uh, while they were, uh, while Joe Biden's a senator and while he's a vice president, folks. That is the definition of treason. We've got all of the evidence that you need, but yet the Republicans do nothing about it. They do nothing about it. Well, we're going to form another committee, and we're going, to, we're going to bring justice to them. Folks, you've had the gavel for almost two years. You've done nothing with it. So when you're wondering, why ain't the Republicans being voted? Why, why is uh, voting down? Why ain't nobody going at Because we know that the Republicans are useless. They're, they're spineless. They're cowards. And they ain't going to do anything. You know what they're doing right now, folks? Mike Johnson, he's the new speaker. Everybody was going gaga over Mike Johnson. He's just as useless as anybody. Let me tell you what they're doing right now. They are holding an impeachment inquiry to to see whether or not they need to impeach Joe Biden or not. Did Nancy Pelosi hold an impeachment inquiry when she impeached Donald Trump twice? No, she just went to the House floor and did it. You know why? Because the Democrat Party has a bigger set than we than the Republicans does. They always have. That's the one thing you can respect about Democrats. When they want to get something done, they get it done. They don't talk about it. They don't go on Sean Hannity and gripe and complain and all of that. Democrats go to the House floor and they get the job done. That's what we're going to need. We need strength in the Republican Party. That's why they hate Donald Trump, because guess what? He's all about strength. All about it. He's all about it. And the Republicans aren't. They're just weak, spineless cowards. You've got the Mitt Romneys, you've got the Liz Cheneys, you've got the Adam Kinzingers, and um, all of these people. They're useless, folks. Absolutely useless. So, that I mean, at the end of the day, folks, we have a decision to make here. And I think Donald Trump is the only one that can do this. We have to start a third party. The two-party system does not work anymore. The Republican and Democrat Party... Um, uh, way of doing things is is it, it's just not working because we we no longer have a uh, Republican and Democrat party. We have a uniparty. It's that simple. We have a uniparty, and that's just and I hate to say that because all my life I've been um, 
Uh, I've always been a Republican. I've always uh, hit my fist on the table and said Republicans is the way to go and all of that. And folks, it's um, it's absolutely amazing uh, what's going on right now. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get logged into this right here real quick because there is a... Uh, there is a article here that I need to pull up, and I have to be logged in to do it. And I thought I'd already logged into it, and uh, but apparently it's saying I haven't. So let me get uh, logged in right here, and um, I'll be right back with you guys. At the end of the day, folks, we we need to talk about the decline of our nation, and it's in decline. You can't deny. That our country is in a decline, and it's—I mean—and there's only there's only one way to fix it, and I know that it's controversial and all of that to say, folks. There's only one way to fix it, and his name is Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Look at how great this country was under his leadership. Why? Because he was tough. He was tough on our enemies. He was tough on the Democrats, who is our enemy, by the way. Just go ahead and put that out there. Uh, they are an enemy of the people. And it's just, it's that, um, that simple. And it's that simple. They, they are an enemy of the people. Uh, Christian teachers are barred from California classroom over gender policy. So they got mad. California is not allowing Christian teachers, um, Christian teachers have been barred from California classroom over gender policy. So guess what, folks? Don't tell me Christianity isn't under attack. You've got these gender... Uh, how do I put this without being offensive to all of you uh, whiny liberals out there? All of you uh, gender people that, you know, you're, you're from A to Z on the alphabet scale. You're one of the alphabet people. That's what I call them, alphabet people. So the Christians have to be under attack because we don't put up with that nonsense. And so, guess what? They're going to start firing Christians from classrooms. They're going to start firing them from uh, workplaces, all of that, just because we won't go along with their woke nonsense. That is the state of our nation right now. And we wonder why America's not blessed. There's a reason for it, folks. And there's a reason why pastors like myself and a lot of others is attacked. I tell it like it is. I always have. I get it from my mom. We tell it like it is, and that's just how it is. So there's that episode of Outspoken. I, like I said, I love each and every one of you guys. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. I want you to check out two companies for me. Um, you can get, look these uh, companies up on Truth Social. Uh, the first one is uh, at Olive Oil Divine. Uh, they are an awesome Christian company based here in Tennessee. Uh, uh, I've talked to them many a times, and I'm actually going to be, uh, they've actually invited me to come to their uh, company and uh, speak to the owners, and, and uh, we're going to be doing that here very soon, and I'll be able to uh, post pictures, and it's going to be fun. I can't wait to go and visit them. It's going to be about a two-hour drive to go visit them, but uh, they've invited me to come see their company, and they want to meet me, and uh, Olive Oil Divine. I want you to look that company up. They're a, a great Christian company. If uh, Also, if you want some anointing oil, uh, they play over their oil, and you can buy it for $7.77. Look at that. So, uh, great company. They deserve your support. Also, at Band 411, have you ever been to a, a, a store and you want to see the stuff that you're buying? Is the stuff that you're buying... 
coming from a Christian? Co is it coming from a company that you can trust? Does it have your values? Does it ha uh, does it uphold your standard? Well, guess what? This new app, Brand 411, you can look up the company and you can look at its history and see if it supports your uh, uh, supports your standards and your expectations or if it doesn't. So it's a great app. I love the people. I've also talked to them as well. And so I want you to check out those two companies today. So God bless all of you. And we'll see you tomorrow in the next episode of Outspoken. God bless you and your family.